This WBEZ podcast is supported by Hacia, whose Executive Fellows Program provides Black and Latinx business owners with real-world tools and strategies needed to master fundamental management concepts related to company stability and growth. Registrants learn through one-on-one executive coaching sessions with subject matter experts in the areas of finance, business development, operations, and legal. More info at HACIAWorks.org. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at WBEZ.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Mushrooms. They can be delicious or poisonous or downright trippy. But can mushrooms actually help save the world? Well, we love to highlight innovators in our region, especially the green kind, because the U.S. only has 15% of our landfill space left. To make sure we don't exceed our limit, we need to reduce our waste. And one unique solution that you don't hear about every day, mushroom recycling. Joanne Rodriguez is here with more. She is CEO of the mushroom technology company MycoCycle in Bolingbrook. She's a sustainability leader known for her paradigm-shifting work around how we view waste. Joanne, tell us about MycoCycle and your vision. What are you trying to do? We really vision a world without waste. So just big picture, but we've developed a patent-pending solution that uses mushrooms, which have worked for centuries in nature without our help, to decompose toxins and waste to create reusable byproducts. So what's the company's goal in terms of reducing our carbon footprint and, and treating our waste? Activities related to landfilling are huge greenhouse gas emitters. They're a carbon sink. Um, Burning and landfilling trash results in 30 times the methane gas releases as CO2. So if we can start to lessen our dependence on that and create a viable byproduct for reuse, so we're going circular rather than linear, we can have a great impact to reducing carbon emissions related to landfilling. Okay, so my first question when I when I heard that we would be talking to you today is what kind of mushrooms are we talking about here? Is it shiitake, button mushrooms, portobellos? They grow in yeah. the wild. <laughs> yeah, Can we eat I them? Mean, these aren't the ones you're going to put on your pizza, but you could, okay, right? We're okay. using some strains of oyster mushrooms and turkey tail and reishi. They're all part of a larger classification known as white rot mushrooms. And those are natural decomposers. But we're really looking at the root structure, which is called mycelium. And so those are the the workhorses that grow through materials. Uh, They dispatch enzymes. They absorb toxins and convert them. And that's what we rely on for our technology. So the mycelium, they naturally decompose toxins. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you think about carbon in our forest, a dead tree is essentially just carbon, right? It's it's biomass. And you'll see mushrooms pop up there overnight, which is a little bit freaky. But the reality is they're there because they're great processors of heavy hydrocarbons, and they convert it to CO2 and other beneficial um, resources for nature. So we're harnessing that power In the lab, we're taking what might happen over months and years in the forest, what would take three to 400 years in landfill, and we're reducing it to four weeks or less. 
So you mentioned the lab. Take us inside because I'm curious what it looks like. Are we talking hazmat suits and test tubes? Well, I mean, obviously we want to take all the precautions. We can wear bunny suits or lab, uh, lab jackets. We've got clean room setting and, and um, mobile uh, hoods, landmark hoods to uh, take up any toxins. But really it's not a, a toxic situation that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. We just have to, you know, be mindful that we're not creating more issue than what we're solving. So our our goal is always to do no harm, take the highest precautions available, um, use the best filtration that we can. And in the lab, it's it's just like a biotechnology lab or a pharmaceutical lab or anything else you might see in microbiology. How widespread is this technology, Joanne, here here in the U.S.? Like, how far along is it? Or are you one of the pioneers for this? I would say I'm a pioneer in what we're developing using microremediation to uh, process materials. We've seen microremediation work very successful in environmental cleanup efforts. We're seeing huge use cases for mycelium, which is that root structure and the byproduct of our process being used in the new material. So IKEA, for once, um, example, they use mycelium to replace the plastics and packaging. In fact, they've made a 100% commitment to that. So we don't make their product, but our byproduct can go into those types of opportunities long-term, like Adidas swapping out plastics for mycelium-based textiles because they're more environmentally friendly. Okay. How did you get into the mushroom recycling business? (laughs) Where did the interest come from? It wasn't on my vision board, I guess. I spent 30 years in the construction products manufacturing field. I was a longtime sustainability leader there. And that's when I realized that we had, a, we had an issue with the waste stream. Construction and demolition waste in particular is the fourth largest waste stream being landfilled currently. So I really felt like we could do better. I left the company that I had worked for over 16 years. Uh, back in 2017, I took a sabbatical. And I started to set out to find a solution, and it took me to nature, which has always inspired me, mm-hmm. and took me to mycology. And I, I was able to work my network and get to some great mycologists. Uh, we happened to collaborate with Peter McCoy, but there's Daniel Reyes, there's others, there's a, there's a whole growing um, industry, and we have a hotbed of mycology here in the upper Midwest as well. So we just started dabbling and developed this technology in 2018. Uh, End of 2018, we filed a provisional patent, and just a few weeks ago, we filed our final patent. So do you remember the moment when you got that aha light bulb moment? I do. I was, this sounds really tree-huggery, but I was taking a permaculture design course from Oregon State University, And we were talking about natural decomposers. And the whole idea around permaculture design is using things from nature, emulating nature's processes, and designing for seven generations. And that was aha for me. And then when I learned that fungi, that mushrooms were the only known remediators of certain toxins anywhere, they got me thinking, why can we not apply it to this growing waste issue? Yeah. Walk us through the remediation process, Joanne. How long does it take? Four weeks or less. Basically, we partner with waste management, like material recycling facilities or transfer stations or recyclers that are already handling those materials. They're ground down 
our inoculate is applied to it into a specialty container, and then in four weeks we have this byproduct that has been rendered non-toxic. We also have multiple opportunities um, evolving with manufacturers who want to address their industrial waste streams and reduce their footprint and reenter those materials right into manufacturing. And we'll have the capacity to uh, mobilize at their sites or adjacent to their sites to be able to facilitate that. So we're clear. How can we use the material after it's been treated by the mushrooms? It could actually go into soil like biomass, so clean fill, right? We've taken the toxins out, and it's very lightweight. It could go into different types of drainage solutions. We really see the opportunity to put it back into building products. It might not make 100% of the composition of the product, but to think that this could go back into an insulation product or flooring or walls, the idea that this could also go into packaging um, or, or other type of useful benefits for manufacturers who want to go circular in their process, those are all the things that we are examining right now. Joanne, how much does this cost? Is, it, is this a more cost-effective approach? Right now, we meet the national average of landfill tipping fees, which is about $63 a ton. So there's some infrastructure in getting the containment, um, but it's very similar to waste management contracts where you're, you're paying a monthly fee or a contractual fee for the dumpster. Um, it, the end result is a byproduct that could be sold off, and it can offset costs to using our process. Then it's a win-win for everybody because we were able to divert that waste. What type of attention has MycoCycle garnered since you created this. And a little crazy. This, um, is, this is such a wild process. It's so cool. <laughs> it, it, thank you. Thanks. It's, it's fun. You know, we try to not take ourselves too serious, but this, there's a lot of heavy lifting to do, right? And we uh, gained support from the United Nations. I was named finalist in World Changing Idea Awards um, in three different categories last year, the National Renewable Energy Lab, EPA, um, and then I was just named to the inaugural Forbes Next 1000 list. Oh, wow, congrats. Thank you. That's wonderful. Are you surprised by all this attention? I am. Um, It's, you know, I feel like I'm just trying to make this work, right? I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm in a space that's unfamiliar to me. Even after a couple of years, I've come through the ecosystem here in Chicago. I came through 1871, and then the Clean Tech Open National Accelerator. I, I spent 2019 doing that because being in business doesn't mean you know how to start a business. Yeah. It's like a whole different thing. But Very true. I'm getting more comfortable with this because I am that confident in what we're doing and the, the ability to change the way we look at waste as a resource, not as a burden. We have to change something somewhere. We have to start supporting and driving innovation, and I'm 100% committed to that. Do you have competition? I know we talked about you being a pioneer for this kind of thing, but is anybody else out there doing this? I don't think they're doing it with um, With mushrooms. There are some biotechnologies that are coming out of algae and other biomes. Uh, Our biggest competition, honestly, is the traditional means of waste management. You know, you set it and forget it. You put it on your curb and it gets taken away. There's a lot of money to be made in the status quo. But 
like you alluded to in the introduction, we're running out of room. I mean, we're at 85% capacity in our landfills. So if we're able to present this value proposition where you can gain valuable space left, our competitors, like the traditional waste management processes, mm -hmm. can also become our customers and opportunities. What companies can MycoCycle partner with to recycle and, and use mushroom plastics? Uh, I mean, all, all of the, the big names, I would say Waste Management, Republic, uh, Veolia, uh, Clean Waters, or Clean Harbors. Um, locally, I mean, we would love to talk to, like, a, a Lakeside Recycling. And there, there are a lot of opportunities. We definitely want to walk before we can run. Right. Um, but we're very much wanting to plant our flag here in the Midwest. Yeah, and it sounds like you've got a strong future with, with MycoCycle. Tell us about your Start Engine project where people can actually invest with your company. Yeah, we took a little bit of an atypical approach to our first public offering, and we launched on a um, SEC-regulated crowdfund. So it's an equity crowdfund, mm -hmm. um, startengine.com. And we did that because we want to help democratize investing. As a female founder, Having come through the Latinx incubator, I'm very much in tune with the rate that um, Latin founders get funded or don't get funded, that female founders get funded or don't get funded, and how they're, it, 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 there's a little bit of exclusivity to ever being able to invest in a company. And so it was important to me, given the nature of what we're doing, that it has such a community impact to focus our efforts on allowing for more public and um, widespread engagement to our first public offering. So, yeah, we launched on Start Engine. We're doing very well, and we've been able to use that funding exactly as planned, which mm -hmm. was to open a lab and office here in Bolingbrook. So you found that as a woman from the Latinx community, the, the funding hasn't been as re readily available? It's not. For women in general, they get less than 2% of any of the venture capital funding. There actually was a release of an article today from Crunchbase about the lack of funding to um, early-stage solo female founders. So I guess I get two strikes against me. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there's a lot of emerging um, funds and support systems around um, founders of color because they're not getting the same rate of investment. So uh, TechRise, uh, the Latinx Incubator, P33, there are quite a few yeah. funds that have emerged in this last year focused on founders of color. And I applaud them because we need to elevate those types of innovations as well. Real quick before I let you go, Joanne, you know, you talked about the need to rethink waste as a resource. You know, when we're talking about innovations like this, how important is it to you that, that people have a mindset of open-mindedness, trying things that are new, that maybe even sound absurd? I think it's uh, super important. I mean, we're talking about mushrooms eating trash. And so, <laughs> right. you know, it's sometimes even hard for me to say it without smiling because it does sound so crazy. But people say, well, why hasn't it been done before? Because it sounds so crazy, but it works. It's not an it's not an if, it's a when. We're hundred percent positive of that. And it's really because of having an open mind mm -hmm. and believing in the power of nature that we are where we are right now. That was CEO of MycoCycle, Joanne Rodriguez. Joanne, thanks for being on reset. Thanks, Sasha. I appreciate it.
And that's today's Reset. Do you know an innovator? Someone that's working on something to make a difference in our lives, our work, our planet? Call our hotline. Let us know. 888-915-9945. That's 888-915-9945. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks so much for listening. We'll meet again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.